Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. We all go through testings because we all go through seasons. No condemnation in Christ. God just loves us so much. Today we're going to be discussing Goshen. Goshen. Why Goshen? And you see, God is so deliberate and specific. So deliberate and specific. Even to the desires in Joseph's heart of um, settling Israelites in Goshen. Everything God had orchestrated. So I'm going to be reading from Genesis 45. I'll read verses 10. Then I'll go on to Genesis 46, 31 to 35, 47, 1 to 6, and 11 to 12. I will quickly read when I start. I'll be reading the NIV version for this. You shall live in the, the region of Goshen and be near me, you, your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds, all you have. Now I move over to Genesis 46, verse 31 to 35. Then Joseph said to his brothers and his father's household, and this we read yesterday as well, I will go up and speak to Pharaoh and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household who were living in the land of Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds, they tend livestock and they have brought along their flocks and herds and everything they own. When Pharaoh calls you in and asks, What is your occupation? You shall answer, Your servants have tended livestock from our boyhood on just as our fathers did. Then you shall be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen, for all shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians. Now go on to chapter 47 verses 1. Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and brothers with their flocks and herds and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan and are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked the brothers, What is your occupation? Your servants are shepherds, they replied to Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, We have come to live here for a while because the farming is severe in Canaan and your servants' flocks have no pasture. So now please let your servants settle in Goshen. Verses 5-6 to six now. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and brothers in the best of the land. Let them live in Goshen. And if you know of any among them with special ability, put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh asked him, how old are you? And I move quickly to verses 11. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best of the land, the district of Ramesses, which is Goshen, as Pharaoh had directed. And I stopped there. You see, God is so deliberate and specific. Because I always wonder, God, why Goshen? Why not, you know, other parts of the land? Why specifically that place? And I'm going to highlight a number of reasons, you know, that I felt. Um, and I just thank Holy Spirit for helping, giving me the utterance to speak and discuss as he has ordained me to and he has spoken in my heart and to interpret it in the way he needs everyone to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. So I did some research and Goshen means drawing near. It was positioned at the northern part of Egypt, east of the lower Nile, And it was a land of irrigation, which meant that it was very good for the sheep to be able to eat and graze on. 
Now, spiritually, Goshen also means a place of comfort and plenty. So indeed, Pharaoh gave them the best of the land. God had prepared the best of the land for the Israelites. And it was also clearly laid upon Jesus, as I mentioned earlier, that this is the land where his family should reside in. So why Goshen? First, as I just said earlier, Goshen was the best of the land and God had prepared the best of the land for them and for us to where he has called them to. God called them to be in Egypt at that time and God had prepared, made provision for the best of the land for them at that time. It is very key to remember that they went to where God had called them because that was where the provision was. If God had not called them to be in Egypt, there will not be provision for the best of the land in Egypt. It's very important for myself, yourself to remember this because by doing that, we are also aligning ourselves to God's purpose and plan. We're not derailing or going through another way or form based on our own desires. We're focusing on God. The next point that I have here is Ocean was political and at the same time, at its location, it was very close to the royal city to Pharaoh's palace because if you notice, Joseph said that it was near him and Joseph stayed very close to Pharaoh, which meant that that land was also near to Pharaoh as well. Very key. God had also told Jacob that he will make them a great nation in Egypt which means that they needed space to build a great nation. Imagine that they were sitting down in the cities with the various Egyptians. Very soon, the boy gave them a house, you know, even if they gave them an estate. Because God had said that there will be a great nation in Egypt, at a point, even if it's an estate, very soon, the estate will not be enough for them. It will become very, very small. But you see, God wanted them to be in a place where they can expand and grow grow because they had the space to do that so they didn't need to stay in the city with the egyptians right they got their own land as pharaoh had given to them so they can grow they can multiply interesting point the next point i have here was that in, which was quite obvious because they came with their cattle and all that they needed a well irrigated lands if not those cattle would die because it was famine season right and so hence, they put them near to the, the Nile Delta, which was where Goshen was situated. And this is one that I found very interesting. You see that a hundred or hundred or so more years, hundreds and hundreds of years actually, after this experience was when God called them out of Egypt. After they had gone through love suffering, they filled the king at that time and sent Moses to save them. You can see that if you remember in, and just also even give a recap, when God had called Moses to save them, God also sent 10 different plagues to the Egyptians to cause Pharaoh's heart to be stirred and let his people go. Now, if you remember clearly that the plagues were hitting where the Egyptians were, but they didn't come to Goshen because they had a separate land from the Egyptians. If they had sat and mixed with Egyptians, how would that have happened? Well, God is sovereign, anything can have happened, but for that to happen, Hundreds and hundreds of years after, God made sure they had a separate land in Egypt so they can build to be a great nation. And even when it was time to leave Egypt, like literally preparing for their exit strategy before they even got in, they were so secluded that all the plagues that would happen to the Egyptians, like the birth of the first son, the flies, the water being red, everything did not occur to them. 
did not occur to them because they were in a separate land. God, master planning is mind-blowing, honestly. His master planning is mind-blowing. And so today I end with, God is so deliberate and specific. We are thinking of what's happening now, maybe five years from now. God has gone to the end of time and come back. And so he knows exactly how he has proposed and suggesting things. So if he's saying, don't do this thing now, you know, you may not see why now. But you see, as we go along the journey, we're like, we're like oh, wow, we really needed to do this. For example, the Israelites really needed to stay in Goshen because there are so many key reasons to their life. Even their exit strategy out of Egypt was tied to being in Goshen. God is very deliberate and specific. So I want to also share a personal example from my life about how God is so deliberate and specific. It's happened a while ago when I was going to university. As a child, I think that I always wanted to study in the UK for university. It always had been a desire of mine. But then as I was getting to SS3, I remember my parents were more keen on me doing my first degree in Nigeria then and coming to the UK and all that. And so I kind of accepted it and moved on. And I remember that I did the exams that I was required and everything I was stellar. I had the results. I was always on the merit list. It was clear that, you know, I was this candidate to go for. But for some strange reasons, things would pop up. There will be stumbling blocks. I did not understand it. And it used to frustrate my life. I will be so angry. I'm like, God, like what's happening? And I, I did not know that God was just trying to carve out the way for me to go to England. I just thought, ah, oh, God, my mates are in university. What am I doing at home? These guys, you know, I've done very well. I have a merit list and I'm still entering university. What is happening? And so I remember that I started to feel the nudge again to actually start, actually do apply to the UK. And I remember um, picking, because I wanted to study economics, so I picked those schools that were in economics. I think I picked five. By the time I was applying, it was very late, so a number of the top schools had already closed. But there was one that was key for me, I was very top in economics, so I applied to University of Essex. And then at that point in time, I still had no no way to go to the UK. I just applied because I first had to apply. So I applied. Immediately I got a admission letter. They were pressed to have me and all that. And so obviously the ability to get there, I did not have. But I was still just going as God was putting my heart. It didn't make sense to me because again at 19, I was called 19 or 18 then. It was, I was quite young to be honest, right? And so I applied. Then obviously got admission. Applied for my visa. And I wish I was very late. And you know, I kept thinking that I'm being late because I wasted time. I didn't know that God was deliberate about me being late. And I'll explain to you why. Now, the day I got my visa, I went to the visa office um, in VI there to pick up my visa. And I see a man walk in, go in so confidently, pick up the visa, and he leaves. And they called him like almost immediately got in. And we were, we were waiting for a long time. Anyway, he put up the visa and leaves. And I remember in a flash, Something my just said that I will see him again, but I was just like, who cares? <laughs> my mom was like, my visa, can I go to my school? And then I go to the UK. So I remember I had to fly on the 1st of October because I was late. And also I was late for school. Everything was late. But again, I thought, oh, it's my fault being late because, you know, I was not able to do it on time and fast and everything. I did not know that God was orchestrating every single thing. Because guess what? The same man that I saw at the visa office. I see him on my flight to the UK. But obviously, I was still in tears leaving my parents. And I, I just went inside and sat down. And I would just start the whole flight. And I got, you know, to the UK. I take a cab to the University of Essex. 
I get to the rest of essence. The second day, who do I see? The same guy. That is now my husband. Let that sink in. So I was having the desire to go to school in the UK for my studies and my, you know, career development in my mind. But something else was tied to it. And I did not realize then. I did not know that God was already preparing my husband and questioning us meeting in the way we met. Because I was just there wanting to go to school and it was key for me. You see, God is very deliberate and specific. Because how would he have been at the visa office at that time? How would me and him have been on the same flight? How would we have learned in the same university? God is deliberate and specific. Anyway, I have taken too much of your time today. Thank you for listening to me today. And before I go, a quick prayer that God is deliberate and specific and God will continue to open our eyes to see how amazing he is in our lives and how he's working everything to get us forward. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. God bless you and I love you.